listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Now, I don't know if people are going to hear if the microphone is picking it up, but it's absolutely chucking it down over here. <laughs> is it really? It's oh, well. throwing it down and it's all hitting the Velux windows. And I mean, I love the sound of rain hitting windows. It's very therapeutic. But if people are listening and they're thinking, that's really annoying, then I apologise. Well, I, I think that's a nice sound, actually. Yeah. I t- I, I, I'll, make you ge- I'll make you envious. Down in Broadstairs, because you're in London, down in Broadstairs, it's... Uh, Quite bright. We, we've got no rain. Oh, isn't that lovely? Mm. Isn't it nice? <laughs> How lovely for you. <laughs> I tell you, today has been, oh God, we're back, we're second podcast after coming back and we're already just talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's funny, today has been sun, rain, sun, rain, sun, rain. So we're going to have like 14 rainbows by the end of today. Oh, that'd be pretty. Because it's ridiculous right now. Um, so this podcast, I'm just going to carry on from the last one because we just, you just mentioned a load more things and I th- and we stopped recording. <laughs> so I'm going to just, let's just recap. If you're list- if you, if people are tuning into this one, they haven't listened to the last one, just go back, listen to that one. And then we're going to basically continue off from where we finished right. off basically. So okay. you were saying that your original watercolour painting of that Broadstairs picture that we just spoke about, all the prints and everything that you sold, sold mm-hmm. for 500 quid in 1988. That's right. Which is pretty good going, Dad. It wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> how did that, how did you, um, did someone just come in and say, I'll give you that amount? Yes. Uh, no, I, I, well, I had it up. Um, I, I tell you what it was. I was, um, I was in the gallery one time. I think I was painting it at that time and someone came in and saw me painting it because what I used to do um I had the gallery people used to come in I used to have the easel in the gallery and I used to be either painting my pen and ink prints or my or original paintings it was nice for people to come along they used to you know stand over me and and you know inquire as what I was doing they had a good have a good look round as well I mean if you know, they came in for a particular um, framing job, then I'd obviously break off. But ordinarily, if they were browsers, they could just browse around and just walk out again. Mm. And uh, But I could spend all my time, really, sitting at an easel painting. Mm-hmm. So I was never, ever bored, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, and it was I, I had a great life. It was uh, wonderful to sit there and paint all day. And somebody came in and saw it, and they said, are you going to sell that? And I said, I said, well, actually, no, my intention is to make a print of it. I'm going to make prints of it. Oh, right, they said, only we'd be interested. Anyway, I left it at that, and I I finished the picture, and I had prints made, because that was the idea of it. I got a company to make these prints up for me Mm -hmm. so that I could sell the prints in the gallery. And I also had the original, and I had framed that and put that on the wall saying, you know, there are prints of this and so on and so on. And, and then that person who I saw came in again, he was a local, um, shopkeeper 
up on the Broadway. People won't know where that is, but it's uh, <laughs> Barlow Broadstairs. And uh, he said, I, I, I have told my daughter about this picture of yours, and she's really, really interested. Anyway, it transpired that she was interested, and he bought it for her. Well, he bought it for her. She would have given him the money. Uh, and it was 500 Five hundred pounds. I had it. On, had it listed up on, on the wall at five hundred pounds. So you actually put that price on it. You thought, oh, yes. if it's going to sell. Oh no, it? no. Well, I I thought it was worth it because you know there were. I had um, I had uh, two thousand prints made. Well, wow. I, I, more, more than two thousand. I think I had. It might have been three thousand. I can't remember now. But it was a lot of prints. And what I did then, I was I ought I. Previous to that, I'd done another watercolour, which was a limited edition, and I put a limited edition on it of 250. And, of course, I had the prints made up, and I signed all the prints, you know, mm-hmm. you know, one of 250 and 150 of 250, you know. I bet that took thing. a little bit of time. What, to, to sign them all? Yeah. Well, I did them as I went along. Ah, uh, Okay. Because I had them all in the gallery. Anyway, I had these prints, and I and I sold them within. Oh, it must have been eighteen months or two years. I sold a lot. They all went. So I sold two hundred and fifty prints, and I was sick because I could have carried on selling those. If I hadn't made it a limited edition, I could have been selling them on and on, and I could have made a lot more money out of it. Yeah. So I regretted that. What you should have so, done, Dad, is as you were signing them, put three of 250, then accidentally <laughs> forgot that it was number three, and you just mm. kept writing three, three out of 250, <laughs> three out of 250, 300, you know, just keep going. <laughs> oh, oh, Stephen, I wouldn't do a thing like that. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I mean, you're quite right. People wouldn't have known, but I, know. I, I only had... I only had 250 made, though. Oh, so, okay, so, yeah, fair so enough. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I did regret that. So this time, when I did this picture, which was after that, I thought, oh, this is not going to be limited. And by golly, I'm glad I didn't either, because I sold the whole of the – I had the smaller ones, which I was talk, talking about uh, on the last podcast. I sold the whole lot. Mm. Over a period of time, it, it took a long time to sell those. I mean – because they were only selling them locally in Broadstairs. But I did. I sold every one of them mm. uh, of, of, the, of the smaller A4 size. Uh, so, mm. uh, and, uh, of course, as you can imagine, I uh, did very well out of them. So the other thing you said about when we signed off is the you mentioned that there was, if in case people actually ended up wanting to buy one of these old Broadstairs prints, is that you've also got a picture of Canterbury, which is a town not far from Broadstairs, mm. and you've got prints of that. And then there's another yes. place in Kent called Chillum, um, which you've, you've drawn loads of times. People have seen mm-hmm. those courses. But this is another watercolour picture that you've got prints made up of. So there's two more subjects <laughs> that people could get yes, their hands th- of these two vintage more prints. Yeah. Well, they would be nice to do because what I would do, they were they were done in A3 size. The picture, the original pictures were A3 size, but these would be done in A4 size. So they'd be a little bit better uh, size-wise. Yes, I, I will do those again. And both of those two originals sold again for the £500 mark. Mm. So yeah. originally, they, they've all gone now. But the, 
I've still got the prints of them. Uh, but I didn't limit these. These aren't limited edition ones. So I, I learned my lesson. And I sold, I sold a lot of prints of Canterbury and a lot of prints of Chillum. Little side note, when you're doing an, a watercolour on A3, um, obviously you've got more ground to cover, there's more paper to cover. Um, mm. uh, does that make it more challenging when the watercolour's drying? Uh, I never found that so, no. No, I, d- I didn't find... You'd only... I'd still... I always used to work the same way, though. I used to work from the top to the bottom. Yeah. I know some people don't do that, but I, d- I used to. Because I see how quickly... I, I know you've got all the lights on your camera from your cameras and everything like that when you're filming, but when I see you do skies uh, on the courses, I see how quickly they dry, and I think, God, if you've mm. got to do A3 and you've got to cover a large amount of sky, you've got to work quickly because i know you've got a bigger brush probably <laughs> well uh, yeah but i wouldn't i wouldn't do i wouldn't have all of those pictures i did in a3 i wouldn't have um been under lights yeah and that's, I, I never taught that's made, uh, makes makes yes yeah so now now all the lights oh it dries ever so quick now i've got to be very careful especially skies mm. i don't mind it with everything else because i don't i i, I don't mind it drying but um, when you're doing a sky, it's a bit of a nightmare. I do tell people this. Yeah, their skies won't will take longer to dry than mine do. Yeah, but yes, it it it, it would. But I wouldn't do a three again. I wouldn't do it because um, I'd only be doing it for um, you know teaching teaching purposes. Yeah. Now, the other thing we we talked about briefly when we again signed off, uh, stopped recording, was that. There's a local, um, well, the pavilion. It's like a bar, restaurant, um, venue for music, for shows and things like that. It's a bit of a mix down in Broadstairs, but um, Mm. it's right on the beach. It's a really lovely place. And one of your pictures is hanging on the wall by the bar, isn't it? That's right. um, I remember years ago when I was down there with some friends and and noticed – that your one of your pictures, I sort of looked at the pictures and thought, oh, that looks really nice. And I thought, oh, it looks a little bit like something Dad would do. And looked a bit closer and saw your signature in the corner mm-hmm. <laughs> and thought, oh, my God, that's one of your pictures. And I guess it's interesting how, because you haven't, um, haven't sold originals for a long time and this period of time that we're talking about here is the 80s, you know, perhaps mid to late 80s, early 90s even possibly so your pictures would have circulated around that time um Mm. but now because you sort of stepped away from that or you stepped away from that and went down the teaching route you don't see many of your pictures but at the time were you fairly sort of uh, did you get about a bit did people sort of know who you were or your work because people would have been walking past the gallery and seeing Mm. who you were Mm. in that period of time the late 80s mid 80s even early 80s because you've been went down there at 82 did Mm. you did you have any kind of um people following you what you did yeah oh yeah i i I was in the paper uh, local paper yeah a few times right people knew who i was they don't now (laughs) and that and that brings me on (laughs) that brings me on really nicely to what i was actually going to talk about because um gabrielle one of our members came over with her husband tony doing a 
visit around Europe and they wanted to come and, and meet us. And we spent such a lovely afternoon in Broadstairs in the sun, having drinks and then having some food. It, it was absolutely brilliant. The whole afternoon was lovely. And one of the things that we spoke about with Gabrielle, she asked sort of, do people know who you are? Like, you know, do they, <laughs> are they aware? And, and we were like, no, you're, you're sort of secretly hidden away. Um, mm. This person that has this, this huge following online and um, touches so many people's lives through drawing and painting and this YouTube subscribers and all of this thing. Um, but you're very much tucked away. And I, mm. I just, I just found that I had not really considered the fact that your that your career has been quite private from the local scene. Absolutely, they've all forgotten about me now. <laughs> no one knows I exist now. <laughs> well, that's not true because we get people saying, "Are you still there? Is the gallery still there?" And we have to say, oh, yes, yes, "No, that's that, true. that shut down about yeah. fifteen years ago." Um, yeah. But it, it is interesting and. I think there's something really charming about the fact that you're sort of tucked away yet have this, um, this business and this, a talent and, uh, following. Mm. Um, I, I would, I, I prefer it that way. I wouldn't want it any other way because, um, it, it, it is nice. Sometimes I do, it do, do reflect when I certainly when I'm in the local supermarket and I'm walking about, but, it just crosses my mind that um, I wonder what people would say if I suddenly flashed one of my pictures up and said, you know, I did this. You know? <laughs> Not just walking around Sainsbury's carrying one of your pictures around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do it. No, Someone I, buying I, some I, eggs and you're like, have you seen my new watercolour? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I find it much, much nicer to do what I do uh, and be anonymous, really. Mm. and inconspicuous it's much nicer without without doubt i mean if it was in my benefit to do it uh then i would but there is no benefit to me um broadcasting sometimes um a friend of mine uh has said to me when i went to denver for instance colorado he said yeah, I ought to go in the local paper. I said, no, no, I don't want to know. Thank you very much. I'd rather just do it. You know, she said, well, it's a big thing. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't want people down here to know that. Mm. There's no point. It, there would be no benefit for people. It would be an ego thing, wouldn't it? That's yeah. all. And, and I'm not really a great ego person. No, um, no. I'd rather do what I do. And the reason I do what I do is because I love helping people. I love teaching people. And I love seeing the results of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. When you were teaching, did you get sort of, you know, I, I guess I, I, can t- I can talk to you about this because I know there's no ego surrounding it. But I know coming from someone, you know, what I think – students and members will be thinking is that you know there was there was a time when you would have been really well known locally um that's right especially when you were teaching and and students you know walking past and stuff and i remember you know us being out and about and you seeing one of your students and talking about things and stuff and i just think that's to me it was never an ego thing it was more of a proud moment of being like wow yeah isn't that that's so cool you know um Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't think um, I don't think people from the outside would view that uh, as a thing, but I just, I, no, I think I think too the the um, 
I've had my share of all of that because when I used to do the art material shows in London, uh, they they would advertise me being at the show. Do you know what I mean? When they they did all the pre- preliminary advertising, you used to have artists, you know, Terry Harris and Keith Fennick, Colin Bradley, so and so and so and so. So there was quite a lot of advertising at that stage. That was on a on a wider spread. It wasn't to do with local and nothing to do with Broadstairs. It was all to do with with the art material show, which is a big, very big show. And it was certainly the biggest in the country at that time. And um, for, for quite a few years. Uh, that So I had my share of that. Mm. Uh, um, but, but it never really bothered me, you know, especially they advertised my workshops and other things that I did at the time, mm. and lectures I did at the time at these shows. So there's quite a lot of publicity, mm. and in the art materials uh, themselves, I was uh, featured many, many, many times in that, mm. uh, in the early days of that. So I've had my share of that, and I don't, I don't want it now, thank you. I think it's been, it's really nice though to to hear how grounded you remained, you remained throughout this whole process. I know you would never have um, let that get to your head. I know you would never have have done that, but it's it's really nice that you still remained grounded. Like what, I mean, you may have already said this by the nature of why you did what, why you do what you do, but Mm. um, what kept you grounded throughout that period where things started Uh, to take off? Well, I remember saying to your mum, my wife, Eileen, and this was early on when things were going pretty well, I used to say to her, it's nice to hear all these compliments, but I know I'm not that good an artist. And the very fact that I didn't think I was that good, I still don't think that I am that good. Inside me, I don't think I am that good. I'm okay. But by thinking like that, you're going to get better. Right. If suddenly you think, Yes, I really am the cat's whiskers. I am the best. Finish. That's the end. You can't go any further than that. So I've always had that thing inside me thinking, I want to improve. I tell people that, uh, and I'm open about it, saying, you know, I don't feel that I am a good artist inside me. I still, because I still feel I've got something to give. See what I mean? Mm. You hear about this, you hear um, personalities, comedians, celebrities who are not egotistical. They say the same thing. I I want to improve. I want to get better. And it's that wanting to get better that keeps you going. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. And that, so basically, that's what. Keep, and you say what keeps me grounded? Uh, my wife Eileen keeps me grounded. If I start getting on my high horse, she'll tell me straight away. <laughs> she'll put me down, <laughs> which is quite right. That's what I need. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford that. I can't afford to be, you know, uh, yeah. egotist. It's lovely to hear. Don't get me wrong. I love to hear the comments people make, and I love to hear. The, the accolades that are sent my way, but I treat them with the respect that they deserve. You know, say, well, thank you. I'm really grateful to it. I reply to every comment. 
that uh, comes my way on YouTube. Thousands and thousands of, uh, well, I don't know, we must be near three million now on YouTube. Views must be. And I reply to everyone that sends me a compliment because I feel that they deserve that. They were nice enough to to show me, uh, you know, their feelings. So all of that could turn people if they're not of the, you know, um, if they're an ego, egotist, they could turn them. But I've seen enough egotists in my time. I used, when I used to travel to all the shows, you'd pick out those people who were big headed, you know, you'd, you'd pick straight away. As soon as you start talking to them, Oh yes, and yes, and I did this show, and I did that, and oh, they did this, and I did. Oh yes, and people said, I thought, oh come on, do me a favour. I hated it. I hated it all. So if I hated that, I wasn't going to turn out to be one of them. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Absolutely. Well, you you had the same thing, Steve, don't you? In oh, yeah. in your acting and and theatre work, you see it all the time. You see that you can see people who are full of themselves oh yeah it switches me off straight away to someone like switch i i just think okay i i'm not really gonna connect with you because no i don't and usually they're not very good either of what they do because they've fallen in that trap of thinking they're good they're not but they think they're good so they never get better one of the things you and i don't want to name drop here but you and i know when we we saw and met in person, David Suchet at the time uh, of your show, mm. he singled you out and came along to have a chat to you because he, he obviously liked what he saw. You were performing on the stage uh, locally here. Mm. And he, he was really interested in talking to you. And you introduced me and, and mum to him and he shook our hands. And he was so not up himself it was the completely opposite mm. of what you'd expect a person like that to be mm. all he was all he was interested in is us yeah you didn't didn't he doesn't have to so he didn't have to mention or say anything about himself yeah and then there was another one which i won't mention another very 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 well-known personality that was there he was up himself all he yeah. did is talk about himself. Yeah. And it was the contrast between the two people. This is, this is why I think it's so important to yeah. keep, keep grounded. You remember those interactions and those people more as well, because yeah. they're, they're just so lovely. That's right. That's right. Uh, and anyway, enough about that, but I think people get the message of uh, <laughs> I think why, so. yeah. why we're not like we are. I mean, you, you, you're the same as me. You, you, you have the same attitude that I do. You yeah. are, you are very good and you are a great performer. People say that when they, they see you, you have a stage presence, but you won't admit that no. you, you would accept the compliment, but you won't admit it because if you do, you're going to fall in that same trap of the people that you you don't like or you don't like listening to. And I think for me, tapping into what you're you're saying about why you do what you do and the enjoyment that you get from doing it is, to me, it, it's it's the exact 
exactly the same. I, you know, it's lovely to hear, but the enjoyment I get is making people laugh or making, you know, getting mm. people something that I do affects people in a positive way, whether they're watching me and they're laughing or they're watching me and they're feeling sad because of the performance that I'm giving. It's like the enjoyment mm. is that I am up there and I am expressing myself and it is being received in a positive way. Mm. That, that, you know, the fact that I get to do that for people um, and that I, you know, I, lo- I just love bringing that happiness and that joy. Mm. And, you know, that's, mm. that's why I love doing it. Well, when you're in the audience, um, uh, um, uh, uh, when when we're watching you, and maybe because you're doing a pantomime this year, aren't you, Um, in Broadstairs again, Um, when we've been in the audience with a lot of children, because pantomime was all about children, and they had a packed audience of children. I remember a couple of years ago, three years ago, when we saw you uh, last there, and the the kids absolutely screaming at you, you know, for, (laughs) and you loved that. You, you lap that up and that's where the enjoyment comes from. The children and and adults. I mean, the reaction you get back from an audience is what keeps you going. I'm sure. And uh, it's why you're doing it really, aren't you? For that reason, because you get this, you know, that you've made them, uh, you've made their day by you being up there and, and performing and making them laugh and, and uh, all the other things. So I, I think it's lovely that uh, um, you've turned out chip off the old block, mate. I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's, we're, in, we're doing similar things in different mediums. You know, you get mm. to uh, teach people how to um, draw and paint and get all these benefits from art and escape from the day and, and have all this sense of accomplishment and all of this self-expression and creativity and in the way that I perform and and, and hopefully bring joy and, and and laughter to people is that that's a form of escapism from them for them mm. you know they can, they can forget yeah. they enter that that theater they start watching a show uh, that I'm lucky to be involved in and they get to escape from whatever they're feeling doing whatever for that moment and they get to enjoy it and laugh um, Mm -hmm. at me (laughs) which i love well this is what you well they don't laugh at you they laugh with you don't they they they, that's you're what you're doing they know what you're doing they know that you're sincere and um you're you're doing a job of work and they um enjoy that as well that they're not really laughing at you they're laughing, they're laughing at the character they're laughing, they're at, laughing the character. at the character that's yeah, right yeah yes that's it yes that's it yeah, yeah no. that's just <laughs> anyway we're going to see that I, I, I give you a little plug not that anybody's going to be able to come to broadstairs but you're <clears throat> you're you won't you won't say you're doing you're playing buttons this year in cinderella yeah which i'm really looking forward to it's a, it's the it's the it's the the greatest comedy role of all i think in pantomime buttons yeah well not uh, not excluding the dames and the ugly sisters of course but, but you're you're you'll be the one that uh, does all the interaction with the children 
You're, are, am I right? You're the only one that can come out of character or, or in character, but you can talk to the audience. Yeah, Is that right? You yeah, and the dame. It's, it's usually the dame. Sometimes the fairy godmother will do that too. I mean, the, the, they have an element, the villain and the dame and the fairy godmother do but the idea is i I guess the the comic or the dame is to get the audience on their side and the dame in the in cinderella is the ugly sisters and they're more a bit villainous than than other dame roles so (laughs) i guess it will be me that would be trying to get the audience on my side you know of course you were never in trouble with that at all <laughs> none yeah. at all you, yeah. you, you were made to play that that role yeah oh, that's why I, I couldn't turn it down i have to, I no, have to actually do it um but yeah all right then okay well i'm gonna end this podcast here we kind of just rambled on a bit from what we were talking about last time but i, I hope well, that's what have... people wanted didn't they that's what that's what they are they want they that's want to, to chat away that's true very true very true um okay well i hope you've enjoyed the podcast and we will see you very soon thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that right one day i don't know it sounds all right to me but there might be a delay so it, <laughs> it might be an echo <laughs> oh dear <laughs>